0: This is On Call, a podcast by Code Blue. Health is a human right. Hello, I'm Kanmani Battumalai from Code Blue. It has been almost two years since the novel coronavirus or COVID-19 was first detected at Malaysia. To date, the rapid spread in our country has recorded almost 2.8 million COVID-19 cases and more than 30,000 deaths. The past years with the outbreak marked a collective suffering. They filled with the grim loss of life and the loss of living for all of us. How did Malaysia react when the country was first alerted with COVID-19? With anxiety filling the air during the initial stage of the outbreak, how were policies made and to what extent did science guide those decisions? Former Health Minister Datu Sri Dr Zulkifli Ahmad is here to share these details in conjunction with a two-year of a grim anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic in Malaysia. Hi, Sri, Thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, Kanwane. Thanks for having me again.
0: Yes, Sri. So, how did MOH or the Malaysian government find out about the novel coronavirus? When and how were you yourself alerted?
1: Right. Yeah, this must take us to, you know, stretching our memory... On those end of December 2019 and early period of January um, I must say that uh, uh, we are quite um, on the ball, so to say uh, As soon as we heard of the epicenter's outbreak in Wuhan, China And simultaneously, um, I'm reminded by the, the disease control division of MOH uh, led by Dr. Norhayati, who is running the the crisis uh, preparedness uh, and, and um, uh, uh, you know and and our uh, response center CPRC, um, and at the same time, I must say that uh, being privileged by uh, Health Advisory Council, um, you know, you may know of the eminent uh, eminent uh, uh, members there like. Uh, Prof. Adiba And particularly Dr, Dr. Dr. Christopher Lee And Dr. Fazila and Dr. we They were all like very You know Very On the ball You know They were They were very alert On this And together We have been monitoring this So I must say That I was really privileged To be uh, Alerted And Also warned, You know And um, I must say You uh, know In all You know uh, humility and fairness that uh, the DG, you know, early on, you know, you know, in in those days, early days, were very instrumental in in, in uh, highlighting and uh, and always updating me on this. So yes, in a nutshell, uh, hence the reason why I was able to. I contacted my other you know colleague or former uh, medical officers in my office in um, Minister's office. And they reminded me as well The numerous time I had an ad hoc meeting uh, Calling the DG And particularly the Deputy DG uh, Dr. Chong uh, Who is Public Health uh, Deputy DG And yeah That was how we were in Constant uh, 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 Intense kind of communication And not the least was um, Our communication with our counterpart Across the causeway, Singapore's uh, MOH and, 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 and the public health division there. So, yeah, we were, we were uh, really anxious, you know, and, and hence the reason why we started off, you know, uh, with this kind of collaboration very early on. And, of course, uh, later on, WHO uh, roped in and, uh, you know, uh, made communication with uh, the DG of WHO, Dr Tedros, himself and it was it's you know in in our tweet Mm -hmm. yeah that's for the start
0: Uh, does MOH or Malaysia have a pandemic control playbook what exactly is the role of uh, different agencies or ministries when a pandemic hits did you have to use it then? Though WHO only declared the COVID outbreak a pandemic on March 11.
1: Right, that's that's significant because by the time uh, WHO uh, declared uh, uh, COVID-19 as a pandemic, we were already out. By the way, here, to, just to remind you, but um, but prior to that, yeah, I must say that uh, Malaysia is well positioned in the sense that we have had, you know, we have had uh, SARS. Uh, you know uh, Outbreak uh, Epidemic We had had uh, 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 Later on MERS-COVID uh, From Middle East and, and Zika And others So You way, know, we, we were quite prime We were quite conditioned And by so You know Doing We, we already had a, 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 a kind of a. I wouldn't Be able to call it A playbook of sort. But really, we had already, you know, quite um, well developed SOP mm. and guidelines, and you know, and you know, uh, the DG and others, MOH, they are always in constant uh, contact with WHO, and they are updating most of these infectious disease uh, guidelines, you know, treatments, you know, and control and, and others. So it's an ongoing thing. But I must say that uh, to say in certainty that we have had a playbook, I think, would be a bit uh, too far fetched. Because this time round, you know, <laughs> we we were learning and still learning, and there's hardly uh, a playbook that anyone could refer. So no one, uh, no one-size-fits-all kind of thing. So we were always developing it. Uh, but the the the, the rules of public health measures and intervention were already there. Mm-hmm. So we have had, you know, a semblance of a, a guidelines of a, of SOPs and whatnot. In terms of contact tracing, active case detection, passive case detection, they were all there. So, you know, we just need to get it implemented.
0: So in that case, what strategy did you use to deal with COVID-19 after the first three COVID-19 cases were reported in Malaysia on January 25, 2020?
1: Right, that's a good question. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, we, 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 we had, had meetings of course, intense meetings as I told you earlier and you know whether it is it come in the form of an ad hoc or, or structured one like a post cap meeting but but immediately I, I immediately i could recall that we 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 in in, in so far as you know the first case uh, diagnosed positive three cases of the chinese uh, national coming back uh, coming over from singapore um, what i could recall quite vividly was the emphasis on containment meaning Getting down to identifying through contact tracing, though very manually of course then, Um, but isolating them early and then getting those uh, uh, diagnosed to be immediately treated. Uh, uh, you know, sent to uh, Sungai Bolo Hospital. We were questioned why from jaw you got to send to you know those kind of <laughs> uh, those days of social media's kind of critique, but uh, they later do know that you know we've got a dedicated hospital to manage uh, COVID-19 cases. And we, looking back, you know, we have had that you know quite you know very well uh, prepared and and we were good uh, public health physician there, clinicians as well clinicians, yeah. Uh, and and you were there uh to handle patient.
0: Doctor Zul, looking at the past two years, is there anything you would have done differently from your successes if you were still health minister?
1: Oh that's <laughs> as they say in, in 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 medicine, uh, the pathologies is always right, but twenty four hours late, you know, looking back is always easy con money. Uh, I, I had, you know, but I must say that, um, yeah, retrospectively and you know, revisiting all these issues, um, I have no qualms to say that we could have done surely better. With now 31 deaths that have succumbed uh, to 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 this, um, with most like how many million three 3 million who, uh, uh, who had positive uh, COVID uh, cases Then um, <coughs> I, w- I would say that um, How Okay, um, it's always easy to <laughs> Talk about things Is it I'm, a tough question? It's to not a tough question at all But I do not want to be sounding like uh, Condescending in the sense I, I don't want to be criticising my uh, My successors uh, you know, because many would have said that you know you could have had that vaccine earlier. You know, there were preventable deaths. If I may, if I may use the word used by public health England of how thousands of preventable deaths in the UK, should they have put you know uh, uh, rigorous uh, public health measures, interventionist measures, uh, had they done, done it quickly? And and ours, if there is anything to regret, was you know the slow arrival of our. Uh, uh, vaccine but however our good (laughs) Minister of Health uh, coming after Dr. Adam uh, you know you know ramp up and I think ramp this up you know uh, very uh, you know he expedited it all you know ramp it up and and also with that putting in place the, the, the Greater Klang Valley Task Force and and all those, particularly over the, you know, the various subgroups, uh, both those high risk group, of the oldies, you know, of those with the underlying disease, the NCDs. I think it must. I must say uh, those later on were commendable. But we had uh, we had a false start or, or a slow start of thought. But uh, how I would have done a bit better, or how would I have done it uh, differently? Was you could see. What, I, what we did in Slangor, mm. over the task force in Selangor to leverage on, on, on technology particularly our weakest weakest link rather of the of the FDTIS um, so you know we would really like contact tracing to be automated and that uh, sharing of data and that uh, to, to allow a more uh, would I say whole of society's approach, whole of nation approach and of as well of course whole of government even within the government they were like you know working in silos to a large extent in the beginning later on was better improved so all these were uh, what should i say those that i would really put together you know had we had it this was the way we go because that was expressed or, or exhibited or practiced implemented in the hdfc's in thilango low admittedly numbers were still high but on a per capita basis you know very well uh, we 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 did uh, all, all along better by in in terms of absolute numbers of course uh, but but you got to know over the metrics of understanding these numbers of deaths uh, incidences cases you know it must be expressed per capita so in relation to the population so i would say that that would be the way I would do it differently uh, but of course you know um, preparedness for the coming pandemic whatever
0: <laughs> okay dr zul you are also the chairman of the slango task force for covid-19 in fact slango was apprehensive about lockdown measures as the head of stfc what are the lessons learned from covid management by the slango state government over the past 2 years Slango reported the highest total per capita COVID deaths in the country. Were some of these deaths preventable?
1: I must say, as I said earlier, yeah, they are. You know, they were preventable, but um, yeah, yeah, but but that would have to be you know tied up to uh, vaccination and and vaccine arrival, and and ramping it up. But uh, more importantly, beyond vaccine, because vaccine is is. Really, you know, the solution But not the silver bullet That solved it all So, uh, you know, when on From day one, from inception um, I presented that particular Presentation to the state um, Bureaucrats, you know And others, ex And I said it all, I said it very clearly in my, From my first slide that, you know Managing and fighting COVID is like Fighting a war, we, we need to have a Long-term protracted strategy and and that was what we were we were very clear that we'll never see you know the day of, of zero COVID kind of thing that was somehow you know, somehow you know um, um, expressed by MOH at one time and, and there was only one case for that remember that those days so we were very clear that we need we need to have a long haul and being the most you know advanced and the most uh, uh, industrialized urbanized uh, uh, state, uh, we would have to protect uh, not only our citizenry but as well our industries. So we were quite apprehensive of that kind of lockdown, uh, that would just blunt lockdown, you know, and, and we were saying that the choice is not about a, a, a lockdown, you know, between, you know, lockdown or, or not lockdown. The choice is between a, a, a targeted lockdown that could save life and as well industries, and and having and doing it, doing it, you know, doing it with based on science and based on evidence. So you know very well, Kanmani, uh, that you know the MCOs one was, I would say, were among the better done and executed, and of course you know with all due respect, uh, MCO two and three, you know had the. Their are, there are, there are shortfalls and shortcomings, and of course tied up with all others like you know the state elections and whatnot, and as well you know the invocation of of emergency uh, ordinance and whatnot, uh, which you know which really did not uh, net net you know uh, really did not help much. You know had we leveraged on the on the infectious disease provision act three four two that would be sufficient but of course uh, these are all i would say as they say history so yes um we had had quite a tough time in selengor i must say and moving forward we would have to take stock of all those experiences both the good the bad and the ugly ones
0: Okay, Dr. Zul, how can a state government complement uh, efforts at the federal level in managing infectious disease outbreaks? How is the Slango state government preparing for endemic COVID or for the next pandemic?
1: Right, um, our term for Slango task force COVID, um, yes, uh, is has already expired and already ended. And right before that, we were called up by Minister. And the state Ex-School on health, maybe uh, Dr. Sthimaria, and we indeed went for a retreat um, recently. And in that retreat, uh, we concluded over the you know because Manjubasa was very uh, anxious that STFC's COVID team should not end here. Hence, uh, I must say to you that we <coughs> we. We sat around for almost two, three days and we came with the idea of enhancing uh, public health care measures, which is, to me, the way forward for Slengo. You know, picking up from the experience of uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic and um, there would be a semblance of what would be called at Slengo Public Health Advisory Council. <clears throat> which will look into both the NCDs both the infectious disease. Infectious disease, uh, uh, mind you, good morning, is always episodal and acute. But the one that is going to continuously haunt you and harm you is the noncommunicable diseases of, you know, essentially the risk factors of diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, obesity, you know, and whatnot. So, public health measures would have to be put in place, and that this advisory council would have to guide, would have to advise and guide. And in fact, we have got also an implementation arm to execute um, rigorous uh, preventive measures, and it's all premised and on um, getting it early prevention and that has got to do with a lot of screening. Screening is just is only the beginning. It's end-to-end screening and treatment. And when you are treated, you're going to be monitored how well you are complying and more importantly, if you're well, we want to keep you well. So that is truly healthcare, not just sick care, as I always said it. So we will have a program of public health care measures of screening, treatment and we, would have, we will have, will we will engage almost like few division of not only you know not only the you know screening for diabetes, you know in order to avoid uh, the sequelae of uncontrolled uh, diabetes, which is essentially uh, end stage renal uh, failures, which you go into dialysis. So you save a lot on that. You save a lot on amputation. You save a lot on on blindness, you know, because diabetes. And, and, and all this would have clear bottom-line impact on, on disease burden and how we would, we would save this. And, 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 and you could see that uh, the state government um, allocated $65 million for 2022. So besides that, screening on, on, on cancer, colorectal, prostate, uh, for meal, very concerned for all people. Like me, and uh, uh, in and as well, you know, breast cancer, um, uh, uh, cervical cancer for women. So uh, obesity, uh, nutrition, stunting, obese children, all this. You know, we want to get a healthy Slumoorian. So we have got to emphasize and enhance, and and we'll take measures in all this interventionist approach of of, of of getting, I want to be prepared of just not NCDs, but as well, you know, the coming or recoming of tuberculosis, dengue, Zika, and as well, the various variants of, of COVID, uh, Omicron, <laughs> what have you, later on. So, yeah, we, we, we very seriously uh, looking into this and I'm sure... Uh Montri understand his challenges and the ex school himself herself. So we are there, uh, as the Slang of Public Healthcare Advisory Council, uh, to get this in place. And if only we could, you know, share this with the federal government and you know, we want to be complimentary to them. We can't be overtaking them because health is essentially a federal matter.
0: Mm-hmm. When it comes to states' preparedness in facing COVID-19, I feel Sri Lanka has played an immense role as the state's uh, contact tracing application initially, and evolved as Slango's COVID-19 management mobile application now. In fact, uh, Slango has allocated one million ringgit in its uh, 2022 budget to integrate the state's health services and initiatives through Sri Lanka. This means that from this year, all health uh, services and initiatives under the State government can be accessed online through the slanka application to right. ensure more systematic and effective regulation and coordination. This shows how the pandemic has paved the way for Slango to upgrade its health services using a digital platform. How do you see this?
1: This is the only way forward. And much as I wish that uh, my sector will also, you know, do the same. And... Uh, I would believe that this is the real way forward for real time you know uh, predictive anal- uh, analytic, uh, analytics and analytical approach uh, be put in place and Sri uh, you know as it was first incepted was you know early on was you know our contact tracing uh, ability and how we were also uh, besides Lanka, of course, we were doing you know, big data analytics to be predictive, on on doing what you know the active case detection, and and beside, of course, the Ely the Sari for the passive case detection. So, uh, would imagine, uh, Slanka Lanka would perform that very instrumental role in providing you know an ability for uh, particularly handling infectious disease. But uh, I must say to you, there's something else besides Sri Lanka, which is to me more exciting. Is I failed to do it in MOH uh, in the 22 months. Well, we were on it, on that trajectory of putting in place a semblance of what we call as the medical electronic records or lifetime healthcare records. And I believe that if we have that, you know, in place instead of Slango. no, Nay in the entire nation in the federation. We would be able to handle, you know, um, the digital aspect of managing uh, healthcare, managing sorry, managing epidemic and pandemic, oh, and in fact the endemic that is to come uh, stage um, using using digital health and getting you know patient to be followed uh, uh, and and wired and and you know patient information all. Uh, moving through all our healthcare facilities, both public, private, clinics, hospital, vertical, horizontal kind of relationship, and uh, and in this data pipeline. So, yeah, we would want to see that in Sri Lanka. Uh, you know, providing that that ability with the spine of it all, the EMR or the uh, the electric, electronic medical records or the lifetime uh, healthcare records uh, that will really be something to shout in the sense of managing uh, health you know, patient care and more importantly, population care. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get to do data analytics. That's where you get to do predictive analytics. That's where you get to do, you know, preparedness and we must not miss the chance of learning from all our shortcomings and our failures in the last, in this p- pandemic. And moving forward, I think this is the only way forward for the state of Slango. Nay, nee. not only for the state of Slango, for the whole federation. Come on.
0: <laughs> okay, Doctor Zul, uh, the pandemic showed unprecedented public-private partnership, mm. including in healthcare financing. What role do you want rich state governments like Slango to play in healthcare financing for not just future pandemics but healthcare in general?
1: Wow, this is a. A truly, uh, the, the whatever billion-dollar question, um, because finally, it all hinges on healthcare financing. I must say to you that is no longer sustainable for uh, a semblance of a healthcare worthy of Malaysia. To be only dependent Predominantly on the con- on Consolidated fund Or the taxpayer's money It has got to, if I may say uh, Rally and leverage And m- Mobilise the entire um, Resources uh, Financial resources of the nation You know, beyond Just allocation from the federal budget You must move on to getting A semblance of or, or of healthcare, of a national health trust fund that mobilizes, you know, all resources from insurance of companies, individuals, even zakat for that matter, even you know, uh, 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 wakaf endow- endowments, and more importantly, how of how you see the out of pocket expenditure of more than twenty six percent, which is a very wasteful and, and inefficient spending of the riot, you know, be mobilised and, and, and into into a semblance of a of a of a healthcare financing system that will eventually able to deliver a, 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 a service, a healthcare service that will be able to access both public and the private. Uh, it's quite a far fetched year i know you may not understand me but what 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 we would like to see in the future the trajectory would be you know uh that is no longer like the one ring gate and the five ring gate to you know see a doctor and see you know the the the, the clinics of 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 um, of uh, the the you know the the patient clinic in the hospital the, the the specialist clinic but more importantly that you get to Uh, get to purchase uh, services, both public and private. So, to me, the finality of a public-private partnership, beyond just sending patients to private hospital, you know, in the COVID, you know, decanting, you know, whatever, those are are measures uh, that are appropriate, you know, in acute times. But beyond that is a public-private Synergy and collaboration That will go to see the day Where we can access both Facilities of public of And as well private In a way that can be accessible to all All right You just imagine that, Kanmani. money. That is our vision, that's my vision That's the vision of Pakatan Harapan before and, and we could strategically Strategically purchase this Because we have a system called A National Health Trust Fund that that purchase for it all that that that, that finance for it all and everyone of, of a certain level would have you know beyond you can always add on to whatever that you want to but but at least everyone is accessible now you have a way to access uh, private facilities mm. you know there is a uh, gamma knife there is a uh, mri there is whatever you know uh, that will not um, use in the public in the private facilities but somehow if we get to do the, to do this synergy then everything is there is a cross you know breeding of uh, you know utilization of, of 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 facilities of expertise and whatnot so you finally get to tear down this 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 um should i say the uh, the 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 the, the using uh, word to describe this that 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 two, you know two phases of public and private what do you call that um, the you know the separation of public and p- private mm-hmm. uh, but you you actually get to be accessible to both you know uh, and and this is the way forward and you can only do that if the healthcare financing of our healthcare system is addressed and what I have said earlier is no longer possible for. And sustainable for a healthcare system to be financed by only uh, the consolidated fund or funding from taxpayers' money alone. Mm. It has to mobilize the entire resources of the nation, as I've uh, emphasized earlier. So this is the way forward. And state government, your, your question directly, and the state government like, of oh, you know, should, uh, you know, as one of the richest state, uh, should, should, should sort of spearhead this and 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 embody this uh, ideals, and should we? And we have got state government of Strawa is also very rich state government of you know others, Kalumpo. So let's let's then be able let's then you know um, um, reconfigure this, recalibrate this, you know rearrange this. And I believe uh, there's only way forward. Otherwise, we will be doing more of the same year in year out. And we have an outbreak, then. It's all like doing more of the same, which I wouldn't want to see this again. Mm. So I think it's time that Malaysia deserves a better healthcare system, both system and delivery. Mm. And the key, as I said, if I may wind up, the key is healthcare financing. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Thank you, Datu for allocating your time with us, especially when you are in the midst of shifting to a new home. It was indeed great speaking to you, Datu All
1: right. Thank you, again, Mane. Uh, thank you again.
0: Two years ago, we were hit with a virus and that has changed everything. These two years have taught many valuable lessons for the country and each one of us particularly on the needs to close the large gaps in our healthcare system. Humankind strives through adversities. Technological advancements are helping us to understand the virus better than ever before at a quicker rate. We will leverage on these advantages and come up with a solution like we always do. Thank you.